Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Fernando. Hello, Ben. And Travis Irvine. Hello, Ben. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you're doing well out there. Got another great episode for you. A bunch of stuff to discuss. Jesse Waters. He is replacing Tucker. He's replacing Tucker. That's my my program. My program. (laughs) Where is Tucker? Oh. Never mind, Jesse's there. I'm fine. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Another Kissel prediction coming true. Officially, Fox News has buoyed, unlike that submarine. Hello, I'll be here all <laughs> month. <laughs> it is officially back to number one. MSNBC had a nice run, obviously Oof. covering the indictment of Donald Trump, rallying around and having a good old time making fun of the orange bastard. It does seem as if Fox has got their hold back on grandpa and grandma <laughs> and they're back watching their most favorite little white <laughs> neutral looking <laughs> neutral looking <laughs> Tommy Loren fucking psychopath <laughs> Jesse Waters. So anyway, that prediction is exactly what we thought was going to happen. Tucker Carlson has once again, been the latest victim in realizing that once you leave Fox News, so does the audience leave you. Oof. They are a lazy bunch of people. Right. They want to yeah. be spoon fed everything. And if you tell them they got to go to Twitter and click Twitter, what yeah. the hell is Twitter? Hey, I was on this website, Grinder. I, 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 I put it, I, I put in Grinder. I put in Tucker and it, it was Tucker? just a bunch of much of men, but they looked like they had vaginas. <laughs> They called themselves the Tuckers. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, they tucked it. Hey, Grandma, that was Grinder you were on. Did you oh use my, my phone? Why do you have oh. so many? Yo, yeah, little Matthew is so straight. You should see the apps he's on. It's all men, <laughs> right. and they're just working out just together. Strong men. Strong men. Oh, little Matthew. He's the strongest, straightest man I know. Oh I got to go my. watch. I got to go watch my waters world. Oh, I just made a water world in my pants. All right. DeSantis, man, again, speaking of people that just go and uh, find themselves shipwrecked uh, under the under the tides this guy holy crap 
Ron DeSantis. So he had this New Hampshire. Did you guys hear the stories about New Hampshire? He has a he, New Hampshire is the first in the state, right? When it comes to the primary, right, that's right. what they call sure. themselves specifically. And uh, with the Republican Party, DeSantis had a New Hampshire plan. He ends up going to New Hampshire and people got super pissed off at him because he gave a presentation stuttering and stupid as always <laughs> and refused mm. to take any questions from uh. the voters. He marketed it as a town hall. Uh-oh. But only he spoke. New Hampshireans? Mm. I don't know what the hell they're called. <laughs> Live free or die. The one thing they want is to be heard. Right. And the mm. fact that DeSantis continues again to prove himself completely inefficient as a retail politician. That is why Trump's numbers are going up. His numbers are going down. And obviously there's a direct correlation with Ron DeSantis's lack of performance. Holy hell. Yes, absolutely. What Ron DeSantis is losing is going to Trump. And we all know how important New Hampshire is. It is the first primary in the union, but Iowa is the first caucus, right? That's its own thing. But remember that great documentary, Ben, that we watched called Caucus, all about the 2012 Iowa caucuses. It doesn't really determine who eventually wins the nomination because Rick Santorum won it in 2012. Um, But the primary New Hampshire... Keep in mind, Ted Cruz won Iowa in 2016, and then Trump rebounded and won the New Hampshire primary in 2016. So New Hampshire's nice because it gets you good footing right away. Mm-hmm. It's also incredibly tiny. So even if you're Chris Christie size, you can still zip around the state and talk to as many voters as possible. Yeah, that is true. And there is something, again, symbolic about the state of New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, the live free or die sort of libertarian-esque liberal also it's a it's a good purple oftentimes mostly blue in some ways but you know they have a lot of guns it's very Uh, vermont-esque it's an interesting state and certainly a state that someone like ron desantis needs if Mm -hmm. he wants Mm -hmm. to peel away the support that trump has this is a recent poll from the nbc news poll uh trump is now at 51 percent among republican voters and that's actually lower Then I've seen him in some other polls. DeSantis as low as 22%. Pence, 7%. Christie, 5%. Nikki Haley, 4 So barely Mm. uh, even cracking the surface there. Yeah. My God, because of this, people like uh, Kevin McCarthy are going back and desperately attempting to repair the relationship with Donald Trump. So the Speaker of the House, again, he got some blowback from Trump world when it came to the uh, omnibus bill. Was it an omnibus bill or was it just the debt ceiling bill, I suppose? That was just the debt ceiling deal, yeah. It was the debt ceiling deal, and he not being full-throated enough in his support of Donald <laughs> uh, Trump. So, be- Well, his, his throat was pretty full of Joe Biden at the time. Hello! <laughs> it was Joe Biden, by the way. Stay out of his throat. Apparently, he doesn't breathe at night. He's on a CPAP machine. A CPAP. It's not a CPAP. It's corn, corn pap. Corn, it's, it's, my, it's a corn it's pap. Corn pap. <laughs> God dang, we are one bad cough after 2 a.m. away from... <laughs> Kamala Harris being president. And I mean, hey, you know, we did it, Joe. We did it, Joe. That's one way to do it, isn't it? So the speaker, the speaker is attempting to clean up his relationship with Donald Trump. He's actually going out. He has an email blast to would be donors amplifying the message that Donald Trump is indeed Hmm. the strongest candidate for 2024. So, wow, he's officially on board. He's, uh, he's back on the mega train, and we'll see where this Snowpiercer ride ends up going. But mm. it is interesting now. Kevin McCarthy, 
I guess he sees he's, you know, reading the same tea leaves that we are. And I, I guess he thinks Trump might be inevitable. And now he's, again, going back and talking to the donors. He's got his email list, which is as good mm-hmm. as gold to mm-hmm. many of these Republicans. This is foreshadowing 100 percent. What's crazy to me is that it's not the Republican Party turning on Trump. It's not the voters turning on Trump. We're all just waiting, hoping that the indictment sticks because that's pretty much all we got. I'll, because- I'll give you some uh, some some bar talk politics. I was mm. discussing this in many bars all across this fine land of ours. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I think he's going to jail. And everyone from all walks of life, all genders, all races, they're like, no. And yeah. I was like, well, I, I don't know. I, I think it's very possible. And then I've sounded like MSNBC. Yeah. And I was like, no, I think they got him. <laughs> we sound the walls are closing in. The walls, the walls are, are closing in. And I was like, you, no one thinks, you know, no yeah. one thinks yeah. that he's going to go to jail. No one thinks he's going to go to jail. Exactly. So the Republicans are basically hoping by a miracle that this happens. And if not, they know the truth. They see the tea leaves, like you just said, Ben. They know who's going to win. And so they're just saying, all right. We we got it. We got to bite. You know, we got to bite our tongues and just tell them we love him. You yeah, know, tell sure. him he's the one. Well, and I've been saying that I think he gets the nomination, but I 100 percent think he gets found guilty in one of these things. And it doesn't matter. He'll still have the nomination. He could still run for jail and he could still win. And then he could pardon himself. So, again, so in 2020 walls closing in. I don't know. But so for the Teflon Don as best for the American people. So 2020 Joe Biden campaigned from a basement. Uh, right. With this CPAP machine, and then in 2024 it's we're gonna it's my corn pap. Yeah, and then in 2024 we're gonna have someone <laughs> campaigning from a jail, running from prison. Yeah. I just yeah. have a feeling these guys are finding ways not to have to go anywhere. It's a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I think Trump story said he doesn't want to debate. He doesn't want to debate the other Republicans, and he may not even debate Joe. You know, it is interesting. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second, McCarthy. This is a literal line. Uh, from a news report or a news interview that he did with Breitbart. He says, Trump is stronger today than he was in 2016. And so he is, again, going all in, even saying that Trump is stronger today. And I suppose they're attempting to frame this again as, uh, you know, Trump against the world. And uh, it is hard to um, be someone that is like, I love the DOJ. <laughs> it's not really American. There's not a lot of, you know, it, no one likes any of these people. Right. And again, mm. when uh, when all the people are covered in slop, the pig is the one that's going to get the most out of it. So when it comes to, uh, as you were talking about, Travis, when it comes to uh, what were you just mentioning? The debates. The debates. Donald Trump, he makes a valid point, to be honest. He's up in all of the polls. Yeah, know, what's, the, what's the point? Yeah, he, I don't need to show up. I, you're, I'm already popular. He's already right. popular. I, I don't know. To be honest, I'm not sure if it would do anything other than get him more airtime on CNN and MSNBC. And then, of course, Fox News, who he has a big feud with right now. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I... I I don't think that he needs to debate. And then we have Joe up there stumbling, mumbling. You know, uh, that's not going to look good for Democrats. Absolutely not. Well, mm. it'll be interesting then. So the undercard debates, who cares? Right. If a hundred percent DeSantis does. I mean, it's like it's it's winning uh, the NIT tournament. You can hold up the finger like you're number right. one, but you're 65th the best. Right. You're you're USFL at best. Right. Trying to play in a Super Bowl. I mean, even those numbers you just read, Trump's at 51% already. Well, even if all the other candidates dropped out and got behind one non-Trump 
candidate. It's over. Yeah. It's still over at 51%. Now, granted, the primary process, it, sometimes you could be over 50% and within the primary process, you could still lose. Um, it depends on, you know, that's a national. We don't right. have that. That's not the way that we vote. And caucuses are obviously different, as we saw with the Bernie Hillary yep. races in 2016. Caucuses are based on not just the vote of that day, but then who shows up to the actual vote counting caucus events. It's just a whole nother process. And then whoever walks away with more delegates from a caucus, that's who technically wins. Yeah. Ken Buck, of course, out of Colorado. He's now again saying that uh, Kevin McCarthy is coming back home. He, uh, revolted against the Republican House leadership earlier this month. And now he says that uh, he really now he believes that McCarthy realizes that Trump is indeed the strongest candidate. Uh, Buck told CNN, does uh, does another candidate rise and show that sort of personality, that sort of strength of character that he would be willing to take on the swamp? Oh, my gosh. So when I think of strength <laughs> of character, I definitely don't think of Donald Trump. Maybe I think of the toughness of his stakes. Um, he says, that's yet to be seen. And I think that's what Kevin was saying. Is this a long time that we're going to see between now and the primary elections? Um, mm. And so it's going to be long. And uh, indeed, there's a lot that could happen. But right now. It does look like the Republicans are realizing that Donald Trump is going to be their strongest candidate. And push comes to shove, Fox News will fall in line and just start having Lindsey Graham on every goddamn day again, praising his ass. <laughs> right, exactly. And don't forget, Fernando just said this is a bit of foreshadowing on Kevin McCarthy's part. But even this foreshadowing was foreshadowed by when Kevin McCarthy immediately went down to Mar-a-Lago to kiss the ring right after January 6th. Right. And even right. then it was about the donor list. That's what it came to be. So whoever is giving Trump all this money and we kept saying not only his numbers going up, but his fundraising is going up every time he gets in trouble. He keeps raising more money. And so you got to think Kevin McCarthy sees that with dollar signs in his eyes is like, I want that money for my congressional candidates, too, so they can keep the house in 2024. Additionally, it seems like the you know, the how the, they're trying to build ammunition against Joe right now. They're trying to get that IRS whistleblower against the Bidens. You know, so the, again, they're trying to do all these things. He's threatened to impeach Merrick Garland. There's a lot of things that that <laughs> right. again, he's trying everything to appease Trump from all ends, because get, even if Trump goes to jail, it guarantees some sort of fealty. Yeah. Well, it mm -hmm. is interesting also now. So some of the people that have been convicted for their actions in January 6th have actually come out and said that Donald Trump was the reason that they did it. And Donald Trump is a cult leader on Truth Whoa. Social with on Truth Social, which is anything but uh, <laughs> Donald Trump posted something called he, he posted, quote, American justice. Anyway, you can do the impressions if you want. Basically, he's talking <laughs> about how a 69 year old grandma with cancer was given more prison time than Hunter Biden. She got 60 days for her role in J6. She actually ended up going on Truth Social and confronting Donald Trump and saying it has nothing to do with Hunter Biden. She deserves her sentence. And uh, she, for the first time, realizes that she was a member of the mega cult. She lost a lot of family members. A lot of people were no longer speaking to her. And she straight wow. up called Donald Trump a cult leader. And uh, it seems to me, judging by what she wrote, that she has gone through a full decultivization. Right. And uh, it, again, just shows you the power that, uh, you know, political rhetoric has and the power that some of these politicians, they can really get into the minds of their constituents and make them do batshit things, even though they have cancer. This woman marched on the Capitol when she still had 
um, staples Oof. in her. I believe it was her. Bre- I think I believe it was breast cancer. She still marched on the Capitol for him. Wow. I mean, wow. more dedicated than Putin's military is towards him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of my favorite clip from the, the good liars from January 6th. The fella who's 65 years old and Donald Trump's the greatest president of my lifetime. And I will die standing in my boots. He was determined. He died. Yeah. All left, all left of him was his boots. Well, isn't that something? <laughs> weeble wobble, weeble wobble, don't fall down. <laughs> BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right. We also have a couple of updates on North Carolina, but just we've been talking about this uh, situation with uh, Joe Biden. Again, we do have to mention it just because he is the president and he's old as fuck. That's the medical term. Yeah. That's his actual age. It's just old as fuck. Hey, Jill. Jill says I'm old AF. I don't know what it means. (laughs) So Joe Biden recently has shown up with a couple of indentations that were from the straps of a CPAP machine. All right. So a White House (laughs) spokesperson, Andrew Bates, said since 2008, the president has uh, disclosed his history with sleep apnea in a thorough medical and with thorough medical reports. He used a CPAP machine last night, which is common for people with that history. Does this matter at all? I mean, uh, it, it does in some ways, of course, with Joe Biden, who is now 80 years old. And Kamala Harris, it would be nice if her approval ratings were slightly higher. Yeah. I think for the Democratic Party. Um, but is a vote for Joe a, a vote for Cammy? Ooh. Well, that's the question of the day. The Republicans certainly want everyone to think that. That's already a strategy that they're saying that a vote for Biden in 2024 is a vote for Kamala Harris in 2025. They're not even giving Joe another year past 2024 and some of these, I mean, these campaign the, rhetoric coming from the Republicans. At some point, you die. Yeah. Like, you don't. Sure. Right. I mean, how many people, what percentage of people do you think live to 100? Like 0.5 or some shit? Some, some tiny amount. <laughs> There's a yeah. reason they always no. make the fucking paper in yeah, the morning always, shows. Exactly. exactly. There's right, always some dude right. like, look at this, Terry. This old <laughs> bitch been around for a long time. <laughs> but you get celebrated for a reason because it's not common. He's Correct. just going to die at some point. Right. Mathematically, within the next five years, it is very safe to say he dies. Oof. Well. People don't yeah. live that long. Death doesn't care about your age. You see that that's also true. Death will take you at any age. My, I, I, I think I understand why there's a concern that there's a man on CPAP machine who runs this country, but it doesn't, it's not one of those things that affects it in. I agree with you, Ben. It's not one of those things that affects like his daily life and he can't perform and he needs the CPAP on stage with him. No, it's like, we, right. so, you know, it's like you brush your teeth when you go to bed, he puts a CPAP on, he takes it off in the morning, you know? Yeah. I got, I got friends 
you know, they're around our age. They got CPAP machines. They just sleep better. So if anything, this could be a positive. That's how I would spin it. If I'm the press secretary his for the White House right or, now. His nickname is Sleepy Joe. Maybe that's probably yeah. it. It's well, and that's why he needs to sleep more. He needs to sleep more. We need a well-rested <laughs> president so it doesn't trip over immovable sandbags. <laughs> so his symptoms have improved a little bit because he did have sinal and nasal passage surgery in 2019. About 30 million people use the CPAP machine. So maybe this mm-hmm. will get their support behind their guy. Oh, it's permanent, there you isn't go. it? Like once you start using it, you have to always keep using it too? I don't think you know, it's not I, good. It's, it's just better for you sleep wise. That's it. You know, you can sleep without it. Uh, my, my buddy Irv, he really could use one. <laughs> just like he's one example of a guy who's like, maybe get a CPAP machine. All right. Well, let's not throw Irv under the bus here. <laughs> Well, that'd be okay. tough to do. <laughs> All right. He's a very successful actor. All right. Let's do a bit of an update of what we were discussing in North Carolina with the really hot romantic sex scandal. Ooh. <laughs> Stay away from my wife. <laughs> so Representative Tim Moore allegedly used his uh, political influence to bang uh, Scott Lassiter. That's a that's a town councilman's wife. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm. Jamie Lyles Lassiter. That's the name of this chick. Right. So Tim Moore is banging her out a, a whole bunch. <laughs> and then no. because of that, there was somebody that planted cameras um, to film more fucking Lassiter's wife. <laughs> and I believe it was Lassiter himself. So Lassiter, who's 36, confronted the Republican legislator about the infidelity. Moore allegedly then hired a goon to install a camera on Lassiter's Raleigh property earlier in the month to try to keep the tryst under wraps. But then I guess they just found a bunch of really bizarre, what is being called degrading sex uh, taking place. Oh dear. So according, oh boy. Yeah, according to a lawsuit, in an effort to cover up defendant Tim Moore's unlawful conduct with Mrs. Lassiter, upon information and belief, defendant Tim Moore and defendant John Doe willfully and wantonly interfered with Lassiter's property rights and the right to privacy by entering upon Lassiter's property in the middle of the night and installing equipment intended to record Lassiter's private actions in his own home. (laughs) So there is a lot going on here. We got some spy games in North Carolina. So the politician is also banging this guy's wife. And then on top of it, he's the one planting the videotapes or the the, uh, audio, the the, the recording equipment. Oh my God. To try to, I don't even know what. (laughs) Take notes on how to bang his wife. <laughs> right. I, just, I wanted to see how he was doing it so I could improve the techniques. He's not only a house speaker, he's a home invader. What the hell is going a, on in North Carolina? So Lassiter claims to have found the camera inside his flower bed. And then oh that gosh. was on the Jamie's 10th. That was on their 10th wedding anniversary. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The two have been separated since April. Jamie admitted to, to having this affair, but refused to call things off with the house speaker out of fear he would wield his political power to terminate her position as a North Carolina court clerk. What the fuck is going on there? Oh, I get it. (laughs) He put the cameras because he it was it's his house, but he doesn't live there because the wife and him are separated then. So he was trying to catch the wife. No, the guy that was banging the guy's (laughs) wife is the one that put the cameras there. Oh, right. To use information. Tim Moore. Yeah, Tim Moore. 
is a is the one. So he's banging the guy's wife, and then he put the cameras there. Oh right, a goon. He had a goon do it, which is that's a great goon job. That's a great goon. And you know the goon didn't do a very good job because he just I I'm put it in the flower, goon. bad boss. Hey boss, <laughs> I put it in the flower. Hey, man, see, man. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is going on? So Lassiter swapped out the spy device, which he claims was planted by a stranger on behalf of Moore for his own camera in order to catch the person who planted it. Oh, six wow. nights later, <laughs> six nights later, the goon shows up at three. The goon. The goon. Hey, boss, I'm going to do the mouth. I'm going to go. I'm go. <laughs> and so he shows up at 318 a.m. to retrieve the camera, but realized it wasn't the one that he installed. So he tried to destroy it. Lassiter, however, had already uploaded the pictures of the goon. Oh. <laughs> so, the goon got got. Yeah. The goon got got. According to Lassiter's attorney, Alicia Journey, she says John Doe is currently an unidentified defendant. We would like to identify him as soon as possible so that he can be named and served in Mr. Lassiter's pending civil action. Wow. The lawsuit includes seven claims against Moore and his goon, two of which directly accuse Moore of carrying out an affair with Jamie. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is a North Carolina. This is a movie. This <laughs> is a this is a movie. This is. Oh. I don't think they should refer to him as John Doe. I, th I think George Goon. George Goon, indeed. <laughs> mm -hmm. Lassiter claims that Jamie began fucking the politician in hopes that it would elevate her position in the North Carolina Conference of Oof. Clerks Superior Court. Oof. Ah. God, these people are gross. She admitted to the affair and again said she couldn't break up with them for fear of retaliation. Wow. Well, here Oof. you go. This is spicy. This is Something's too hot. going on. Too steamy for me. Jamie, apparently, that's the chick again, the, the bang, the politician that's married to this guy, but they're getting a divorce. Jamie was not the only one who more pressured into sex acts. Moore allegedly convinced Jamie to take part in, quote, a degrading group sexual activity with others over whom he had power and influence. Oof. Others were seeking political favors, so they had to do a gangbang. <laughs> oh, well, that'll clear things up, I'm so sure. The guy that was being that's that's wife was fucking Moore, he confronted the Republican inside a Raleigh restaurant. Oh my God, if I could be in that restaurant. Oh my god. Raleigh, North Carolina. So Moore's, I would have loved to fucking see this confrontation. So this Moore yeah. is a bad guy. He is a bad yeah. dude. Imagine you're he hanging sucks. out. You're, you're just He's hanging out fucking at the, the guy's wife and doing espionage work to try to get the guy caught. What? I don't even know. Crying. <laughs> I don't even know what you call that. Just I hanging don't even at, know what you call that. I, I just I'm hanging out at the Denny's and then Tim Moore comes in and steals my wife. Like that's basically what happened. Also, it, and there's nothing you can do about it because he's a politician. <laughs> well, it, it is and true, to, truly, obviously, and more of a serious note, if he is using um, sex in order to give people political power and political positions, that's a huge, oh, yeah. huge issue. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if this guy needs to be Speaker of the House anymore. It doesn't really seem like he's speaking for no. the House. He's just having sex with all their wives. Right. Yeah. And then installing cameras at their houses. I mean, it's not it's above and beyond what a house speaker needs to do. Also, I, again, I said this on the last episode, but I was incorrect. I mentioned the North Carolina song. Take your shirt off. Wait around your head. Just kind of like a helicopter. I said that was Nelly's song is actually P.D. Pablo. There you go. Shout out to Maria for letting me know. 
on the social medias. I try well, to get my rappers right. Nelly's from St. Louis. Oh, isn't that something? And uh, and I hope the St. Louis is normal compared to North Carolina right now. Well, and, I, and we all have to really enjoy Nelly. So uh, I don't. Yeah. Anyway, they're getting a divorce, obviously. <laughs> yeah. And this lawsuit is going to continue. We'll keep you updated on it. It is just a really dis- man. These people are gross. <laughs> oh yeah. State legislators, fucking nasty. Ugh, that power, right. all that power, Ben. <laughs> well, and and Tim Moore, by the way, just had a guy. He did get an L. Speaking of lawsuits, he just got an L in the U.S. Supreme Court. Of course, he's in the the famous National Moore versus Harper case oh. in which North Carolina was arguing that they are allowed to gerrymander their districts in the way they did uh, on behalf of the Republicans and that they were allowed to do that because of an obscure legal theory called the independent state legislature theory. And oh. even the Republicans on the U S Supreme court were like, that's too far. The theory goes that only the legislatures can draw districts because that's how it's written in the constitution. But in truth, we have checks and balances and courts, in this case, the North Carolina Supreme Court is okay. allowed to check any type of power that the North Carolina state legislature has. Hopefully they can also step in on this whole issue of him of fucking everybody's wife. I don't think he should be the House Speaker anymore. <laughs> I really fair, don't. No fair. more Tim Moore. Forced orgies is a no for me. Yeah. North Carolina needs less more. <laughs> yes. Maybe keep their shirts on. That might be nice. All right. Also, when it comes to the Supreme Court, there's a few other cases, but we're going to cover those next episode because um, the Supreme Court is busy. It's their busy week before they go on their billionaire vacations. Yeah, they got a lot of stuff to get done. I know. They've got to buy a lot of sunscreen to go hang out on the yachts with all those rich mothers. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Um, all right. Also, when it comes to updates, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, this guy mm. is he looks like a super villain, looks like James Bond needs to kill him before he gets to the main boss. Um, his <laughs> wife, State Senator Angela Paxton, obviously, uh, there was some conversation if she was going to be able to vote on her husband's upcoming impeachment proceedings. They have rightfully said right. that she will not. Uh, she right. she will <laughs> recuse herself, which does make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't care about this relationship, but it's nicer this way. Yeah. yeah. They can mm. be kind of fun family dinners if she voted to impeach him because <laughs> would be she really would be good. like, get out of here. He'd be like, you impeached me. <laughs> That's why I'm out of work, Angela. 
<laughs> now pass the peach pie. Please. I guess uh, I'm proud of them because they're able to recuse themselves, unlike our Supreme Court justices. I suppose uh, so. Yeah. Very fair. The Dallas area Republican state senator previously vowed to carry out her duties and not recuse herself. But uh, it is now obvious that that is a complete conflict of interest. So there's a resolution and it states a member of the court who is the spouse of a party to the court of impeachment is considered to have conflict pursuant to the Texas Constitution. Mm -hmm. So Mm. they added that September 5th, making it impossible for Angela to vote on if her husband should be impeached or not to, to or not impeached. The rules were passed by a vote of 25 to three, <laughs> which I would assume that she probably was, <laughs> was one her. of the three. Yeah. Oh, 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 that's yeah. cute. Angela Paxton said in a uh, in a little response, she says, these same rules prohibit me from saying more about the proceedings. Uh, Tony Busby, an attorney representing uh, Ken Paxton, Tony Busby. He called the impeachment trial a sham. Oh. Uh, of course it's not. Ken Paxton, exceptionally corrupt. Yep. And yeah. somebody who does not do the people's bidding and is someone who should have no power at all. He was impeached by the uh, Texas House of Representatives last month for misconduct, including allegations that he used his office to favor the interests of a prominent donor. Oh, mm-hmm. shocking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He uh, denied the allegations, obviously. Under the Texas Constitution, Paxton is suspended from office. Well, the matter is discussed and pending in the Senate. Wow. Um, There was also an FBI investigation for abuse of power with his office. And the Justice Department prosecutors in D.C. uh, have taken over another investigation into Paxton under the indictment for securities fraud in a separate case. So the guy's got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're a corrupt Republican when the Texas Republican run state legislature is after you. I mean, we covered that right. House speaker. He was hammered when he was talking up there. <laughs> right? He was. Even, yeah, he's even, fine. He, yeah, he's totally fine compared to the Tim Morris of the world. My God. And uh, this is just the stuff they caught him doing. Right. Of course. Yeah. Uh, right. I saw some Instagram thing the other day where he was boasting about how he threw a bunch of votes for Joe Biden away during the election. So, right. right. Again, Hopefully, stuff comes to light during this whole exploration. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's just, you have to be so corrupt. As Travis was saying, you have to be so corrupt. To be boasting about it? (laughs) Well, just to have the Texas legislator that's run by your party come after (laughs) you, you have to be so fucking corrupt. (laughs) Um, Because the one thing about the Republicans, they stick together. Right. No matter how corrupt or disgusting or unlawful their candidates might be. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it usually takes as much as the Republicans hate the FBI or claim to hate the FBI. Right. When it comes to things like this, the FBI is very useful, and it's the same thing that happened here in Ohio. Until the FBI busted our House Speaker, Larry Householder, who gets sentenced this week, we'll update you on the next episode. Yes. I mean, now the Republicans are throwing Larry under the bus, left and right. Right. But it was only because the FBI stepped in. Also, don't forget the DOJ, no matter what they say, it's all run by Republicans. <laughs> Everyone's fucking Republican. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mueller. James Comey. No, James Comey Mueller, Mueller, Republican. Robert Mueller. He's my liberal hero. No, he's not. <laughs> German fucking inquisitor. <laughs> oh, and it's Mueller time. Oh, I got my Fauci ouchie. Oh, my oh Fauci. He's a good liberal. <laughs> <laughs> fucking oh. what a bunch of stooges. Ugh. I got my Fauci ouchie. I fucking 
Uh, anyway, that was a good joke from Henry. I really like that. One. What's that? The Fauci ouchie. No, people were saying it's yeah. a Fauci ouchie. Yeah, I know. It's, it's like, not cute. It's, it's Put I this fucking thing in my fucking body and let's move on. I don't give me my tracker. Can you just put some goddamn testosterone in there? I think I've I've been saying I have low T. What's new genics is telling me? Oh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. That's what he's trying to tell you. No, he's too much. It's making your ball small. Well, he said, uh, yeah, it's funny now. So Robert F. Kennedy Jr. I just read an article. Is he a mega Democrat trying to (laughs) what? I said it last week. Yeah, no, you did. That's what we were saying. He may love him, but he said he got his voice all fucked up with a vaccine for in- influenza. I don't know. Oh, I, be- but then well, course, like, I believe that he believes that. Yeah. But, but yeah. people are like, I don't I don't think that's true. I think you're it's inbreeding because you're a Kennedy. <laughs> Cite <laughs> your sources. I, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I did not have sex with my sister. My sister yeah. had sex with me. Yeah. It's like not it's not even like JFK really sounded that good anyway. They never like the Ken- Robert <laughs> F. Kennedy sounded the best. Yes. Oh, um, yeah. That was a sad one. He may have. He may have actually been a good candidate. But mm-hmm. all right, let's stick with Texas, man, and voting. So, Governor Abbott. Obviously, we all know he's in a wheelchair, right? But that doesn't stop him from <sighs> absolutely fucking over people with disabilities. So, no, no. <laughs> Abbott vetoed a bill. This is so. This bill passed. Keep in mind, right, this bill right. passed the yeah. state legislature. Everyone agreed. We all everyone agreed. The Republican run. Yeah. This is not mm-hmm. fucking crazy. It was House Bill 3159, and he vetoed it. It was going to allow mail-in voting for people with disabilities, specifically people who are blind or paralyzed and who need assistance in marking their ballots, right? Why would you veto this other than, again, just trying to not allow certain people who are mostly negatively affected by your policies to vote? That's crazy. It's absolutely insane. And this reminds me of in. So this obviously Abbott again being disabled. It reminds me a little bit of Ed Koch. Ed Koch Mm. was a closeted gay man in uh, New York. He was the mayor and everyone knew he was gay. But, you know, he never he never said that he was. And because he wanted to prove that he wasn't, he had some of the harshest anti-gay rhetoric out there. And um it's horrible when the, I, there's something to that mm-hmm. where Abbott so badly wants to be one of the boys that can walk mm. that he even vetoed this bill <laughs> yeah. that sure. said, oh, I hate those people with disabilities. Uh, it's it, there's something psychologically wrong uh, with yeah. people like this who project, I guess, their own maybe self-consciousness uh, regarding their disabilities and, and force other people that have the same thing that they have to not be able to vote. Right. Well, it also, I think, speaks volumes of the hold the Trump MAGA culture has on even Republican. He's turning on his own kind. He's like Blade. He has to kill his own kind <laughs> because he's so against male voting. Well, male uh, voting. Right. He's I mean, not, that's just don't, so don't crazy. Bring, if anything, he's like wheels from the Burger King Kids Club. <laughs> Fair enough. Blade, I just, fantastic I know, hero for the people. <laughs> absolutely. I just know that Fernando talks about with immigrants pulling up the ladder mm-hmm. when it comes to giving other immigrants a chance and this this is pulling up the ramp pulling up the Craig ramp Abbott? you know what i, I would even say i would say i would say greasing up the ramp yeah make these people just spin their wheels even more so this bill was co-authored by representative jeff leach he's a republican from plano and representative john h boosie the third he's a democrat from austin the bill would have allowed voters who need help casting of their ballot 
such as people, again, who are blind or paralyzed, to do so, quote, privately and securely by requesting an electronic ballot and using a computer to mark their choices. The bill still would have required those voters to print out, sign, and return their ballots by mail. There's no reason to Mm -hmm. veto this bipartisan bill. And no one in Texas would have been upset if he allowed it to happen. Right. This is pure political gamesmanship, realizing that he might lose the wheelchair vote seven to three. <laughs> right. You know, 70 percent right. of them wheelchair people are Democrats. <laughs> oh. You don't even know that. I mean, I don't know no, that, right. but that must be the thinking. If he thought yeah. there were all you know, staunch Republican supporters of him, he would not have vetoed this bill. It's all just it's feeding into that lie from the 2020 election Mm -hmm. that the Democrats rigged everything with mail in votes. That's all he's doing. And maybe for in his eyes, too, because it's a bipartisan bill. He's trying to serve one up to the Democrats, give them another L. It may something either way. The people are suffering and he didn't help in this case. Again, he might be the worst goddamn governor in the country. Um, Similar bills have been filed since 2019 without success. This is the first time this bill actually made it to the governor's desk. So, you know, there's a lot of people out there that were kind of counting on this after you get it past the state house to pat to get legislation passed. I mean, Travis, you know this, how impo- it's impossible. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. It's not schoolhouse rock. It's not so fun. It's not easy. They've been working for four years to get Oof. something passed. They finally got it through the clusterfuck that is the state house in in, in Texas. Right. And then fucking Abbott just goes and literally kneecaps him and just vetoes it. It's it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. And um, he called. uh, So anyway, Abbott called the intent of the bill laudable, but said the bill does not limit the use of an electronic and uh, accessible ballot by mail. Um, only by the voters with disabilities. He says the bill would allow, quote, any voter who qualifies to vote by mail to receive a ballot electronically. What, what, what are you, what's the problem here? Basically there, uh, this is the Republican and the right talking, but it's a Trojan horse that'll open up to remote electronic voting. Ben basically, mm. again, the, the, they, 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 yes. They incited up. fear. basically. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. They're scared of more people voting. Yes, indeed. So anyway, according to, uh, Kata, Kata, Ersherman, the voting rights manager for the Common Cause Texas, uh, they say Greg Abbott either didn't read this bill closely enough to understand what it really does or is deliberately working to make it harder for Texans with disabilities to vote. Probably both. (laughs) Yep, maybe both. And either way, it does not change the outcome. This is what Boosie had to say. He says, I think the governor got it wrong, not just on the interpretation of the bill, but also just got it wrong on the opportunity to pass some really forward thinking policy. Yeah. yeah. Abbott did sign a bill that improves in-person voting for those with disabilities. Uh, they can now skip the line. So he gave them the old, uh, they kind of got the uh, Walt Disney pass. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. The universal. Cause you know how easy they're going to be so happy when they're paralyzed, you know, they can skip the line. Right. You still have to leave your house. and Also, there shouldn't be a line <laughs> that long when you're voting. There should be plenty of machines. Very easy to vote. There should never be hours and hours of lines. According to Chase Bearden, Deputy Executive Director of the Coalition of Texans with Disabilities, 
He said, this is giving people the exact same opportunity and access as anyone else. Everyone else that votes now has the right to a secret ballot and voters with disability, too, should have that right. It is time. We can't wait until the next session to do this. So I just it's just unbelievable. It's unbelievable how Abbott can get this wrong. And I don't understand. Other than just pure. Just malice, malice. Yeah, just I mean, an asshole, just being an asshole. Speaking of being an asshole, let's go on. When it comes to um, politicians, their job is allocation of funds. And one of the things that I want my uh, taxes, which I pay a lot of, to go to is feeding children. Um, Because kids need food, you know. Republicans Mm -hmm. have planned, uh, the Republicans plan to cut free. uh, There's also no free school lunches. It's not free. That's not the, anyway. Republicans plan to cut free school lunches. Again, these things are paid for by the taxpayers. These are paid for by the municipalities in which the schools reside. Mm -hmm. There is no such thing as free. Um, So these are being funded by taxpayers. And again, as a taxpayer, I want my children to be fed across this country. Mm -hmm. So the House Republican Conference is proposing steep cuts to free and reduced school lunch programs nationwide, citing the need to, quote, prevent the widespread fraud present in the program audit the pentagon what audit the pentagon are you the widespread fraud hey that timmy he had carrots yesterday yeah you know uh, i saw me at a twix bar and carrots get him out of here take his coat yeah gunther he doubled up on the salisbury steak Mm. that's fraud (laughs) that's insane insane. it's like four dollars four dollars of fraud it's absolutely not even a tip of an iceberg it is a fucking flake it's a, it's a it's a snowflake that is one billionth of a snowball yeah and it's also just, just mean-spirited policy to prove that yeah. they can take anything away that they want right and it impacts people in their districts too the rural areas that's who needs the programs the most we had People testifying at the Ohio State House. It's all Appalachian kids. It's those rural areas where the schools are so strapped for cash. They're the ones who need to get reimbursed by state and federal governments for all the meals that these kids can already barely afford. So apparently during the COVID-19 pandemic, there was a widespread expansion of free school lunch programs. And now they want to take it back, not even to what it was, but they say they really they say they really just need to help the truly needy households. Hmm. So Republicans also argue that the program has a bunch of fraud, right? So they say it, uh, it costs $2.4 billion in a five-year period. $2.4 billion in five years. Uh, how much was that of the, the mess up, the clerical error to Ukraine? How, uh, how many billions was that? Two point oh, f- billions and billions. Yeah. The- and, and to Ben's point about the Pentagon, it's $866 billion budget completely unaudited. Un- every year. Yeah. Every year for decades. This is $2.4 billion over five years. Oof. Wow. That might be an underestimation, too, apparently. According to the U.S. Census, probably is. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, food insecurities nationwide fell about seven percentage points from the start of the pandemic to 14 percentage points by the end of 2021. So we are looking at massive massive issues when it comes to school lunches skip school uh, majority of those uh with children receiving assistance 
were uh, already receiving food stamps. So apparently that is where the fraud comes in, mm. is that they oh. were taking food stamps but then also going to school and sending their kids to school and having the audacity to think that their school that the that their children oh should be God. fed. This oh is like God. such a first. This is like this is for a first world nation. You have school lunches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is like yeah. not. What are we doing here? We're the wealthiest it's nation a, on earth. It's not expensive. It's not that big of a chunk of taxpayer dollars, and it's always worth it. These little programs. That McCarthy cut in his little debt ceiling deal that he was raving about. They were cutting the SNAP programs. The, right. The poor people programs. Those affect rural areas. I, it's like the Republicans. Also, if you're living in one of these districts and you're still voting Republican while they're cutting your food stamps and your kids' lunches at school, I, I hope this is a wake-up call. I, I really hope so as well because um, this just cannot stand. They're – they point out there was a apparently there was a Minnesota nonprofit uh, that was siphoning some funds, and then they did use those funds to have lavish real estate purchases. Okay, that's illegal, right? You caught him. You got there, him. There's one. Great. There's one. You got one. Great. Great. Go. You're gone. You're out. You're out of the. You're out of the game. You go to jail now. So that doesn't mean you throw the baby out with the bathwater. Right. Um, John Fetterman lambasted the Republican, quote, fetish for preventing hungry kids from getting fed. (laughs) Nice. In a tweet, Uh, Fetterman's still obviously recovering uh, from the stroke, but, you know, he can uh, still vote. And uh, I think his intentions are good. There's also the questions of how Republicans seek to address this. Last year, the entire federal school program cost an estimated twenty eight point seven billion. Again, that's a whole year. And it is just not that much of a issue. We need to help out these kids. We need to help the kids. Mm. I come from a school where I went to school. uh, I think there was about only four kids that actually paid for their lunch. So if they eliminated this program, communities like where I grew up, literally every single, I'm talking about 800, 600 kids at least, none of them would be able to eat, Ben. You know, my, I mean, it's right. horrible. I, I grew up. There right. was there was four of us growing up. You know, that's a, the fact that there was school lunches was such a benefit to my parents because they knew that at least oh, yeah. I would get fed twice a day. I would get fed in the breakfast and I would get fed lunch. So my mom just had to make sure we all had dinner. You know, so four, right. 14 percent. Yeah. Of people still. If you're fed, yeah. you learn. I mean, that's the other thing. How is how are you supposed to learn an empty tummy? Right. And of course, it's just a war on the poor. And then, you know, from a criminal justice standpoint, you know, maybe when you're broke and you're hungry, maybe you steal a couple of things. Maybe you keep them stupid. You you keep them stupid. You keep them dumb. Pipeline to prison makes it a lot easier that way. But then they're lowering the age for these kids to go get jobs like, oh, you want to eat? Go get a job. Go get a job. Anyway. All right. Well, I think that is not good whatsoever. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think that's about it. I would like to end on something slightly more <laughs> upbeat. What? I can do an Irvine shout out. Yeah, do a shout out. Yeah, I met a fellow named Kyle. He loves the show. And I met a fellow named Dan. He says Ben Kissel is a household name. So hello, Kyle and Dan. Thanks for listening to the show. Oh, thank you so much. Wow. I'm just reading more about this. It's just insane. It's like a war on kids. I don't know how you... I, how else do you spin it? The Democrats have got to run on this shit in 2024. It's just like with all the attacking of schools and, and yeah, PTO meetings this, that's happening. But wasn't this cut in the fucking bill? Didn't 
Biden allows yeah, us the to. De- yeah, the debt ceiling. This is all part of it. This so can snap. you run on it? And then they do. And then they do the the work. They want, um, you know, work results like to, to prove that you're working when you're getting these programs. I mean, they're just so worried about fraud with these programs. And like you said, like we just said, it's so small. These programs are so necessary for people who are already struggling, even as we're coming out of the pandemic. And then you have the Republicans throwing more money at an already $866 billion Pentagon budget that has not been audited in decades. And and also what's interesting is it showed that the pandemic relief helped because nationwide food insecurity fell seven percentage points, again, down to 14. So it's just going to go back up. Exactly. So it's just 21% a lot of people. Millions so and millions people. of people. And then pair that with inflation. So, mm-hmm. I mean, not only and food not, and food deserts, exactly. where grocery stores are closing while Dollar Generals are opening. Yeah. And they're pretending as if they're, um, yeah, the, the Heritage Foundation is like, no, this is not going to impact any of the low income families. Really? Oh, my God. Really? It's what again, know? what do they know? They're determining what a needy family is, basically forcing you to stay poor um, if you want to uh, get above. That's the ultimate irony of a lot of the programs. You know, if you make 20 grand a year in a government subsidy and then you get a job and you make 21 grand a year, you know, you're kneecapped and you lose it. Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. And incentivizes you to stay on it. And now it's just it's it's just such a form of social control. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big time. And again, it hurts people in their own rural areas. That's what's so mind boggling to me. Yeah, it really is just. How could anyone? How could anyone vote like that? Well, it's it's, what, it's a war on kids. It is. It's what you talk about a lot, Ben. That it's it's not about that I'm getting help. It's that I don't want some other person that I don't think deserves help getting help. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they're like, why aren't their parents working? Well, when, when you have a, when you're forced to work in order to refuse get welfare, you're not you're not going to be there to make your kid fucking lunch, right? Every right. goddamn night. Ugh. It's just, to be poor in America is just it's maybe impossible, maybe impossible. Oh, it's, it's, impossible. A, it's, a, it's impossible. Yeah, it's impossible. every little thing. Uh, it's a loop. You're one muffler fucking away from being fucked. Yeah. And why are people right. homeless? All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening. We'll be back next episode. We're going to talk to the Supreme Court. And, uh, you know, if you see a kid today, throw an apple at him. Yeah, he could be hungry. <laughs> could be hungry. Throw an apple at every kid you see. Yeah. Or, you know, they maybe, like. Maybe, do maybe a, just hand them a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just, just people driving around throwing apples at kids. That's also a bad look. That's what Republicans would do. Well, do they do they kids still like the Lunchable? I like that slimy oh, ham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Live that Lunchable life. You know, we're all dying. Okay, everyone. Thanks for listening. Hail yourselves. Bye. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio... And producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? 
Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.